0: Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we pick up in the book of First Samuel. If you've got a Bible and it's there handy, uh, open that Bible to First Samuel chapter seven. We're gonna look at chapter seven, eight, and nine. Uh, today, as we continue, Uh, looking at the career, the ministry, the life, the legacy of this man, Samuel, and how he provides somewhat of a a link, a transition uh, from the days of the judges to the days of the initial or the first kings of uh, of Israel. And so in chapter 7, we see uh, additional uh, comments on Samuel to his faithfulness, his proclamation, his call to faithfulness uh, within uh, the nation that he functions as uh, a priest and a prophet and a judge and and, and again that's uh, I, I mentioned uh, earlier that uh, jesus christ is the perfection of all the old covenant offices prophet priest and king and so we see in samuel not the perfect unity and certainly not the perfect carrying out of the work of the of the offices uh, but it, again the suggestion of them being united in one person as he does function as a a judge who was not a king, but kind of functioned as a as a ruler. Uh, he certainly was a prophet, and he was uh, a priest. And, and so uh, we see here uh, that uh, uh, Samuel is going to uh, accede to the wishes of the people that's recorded in chapter 8. They desire a king, and God explains to them, uh, they really haven't rejected your leadership, Samuel. They've rejected uh, mine. And so the call for a king uh in and in again in an ironic a contrasting kind of way uh, again uh, highlights the need for a king but yet the failure of these earthly kings and so their failure uh, as well as their successes anticipates the perfect king the ultimate king uh, the ultimate son of david uh, the lord uh, lord jesus christ and so in chapter Uh, Nine, we see that uh, this particular very promising man uh, is uh, selected and and anointed to be a king. His name is Saul, uh, who seemed to be a a, a bit of a backwards type shy person, but, but he sure did look like a king. He was a robust uh, type of individual. And so he looked like uh, one that they thought they would want to rule and to lead them uh, into to battle. Uh, but of course his appearances proved to be uh, rather uh, deceiving. And so uh, he, he will fail and the monarchy will be taken from his house and later given uh, to David. So let's look at chapter 8 and uh, we'll read verses 4 through 9 and say uh, a few things about this uh, plea from the nation uh, for a king. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Behold, you are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint for us a king to judge us like the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said to Samuel, Obey the voice of the people and all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. According to all uh, the deeds they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt, even to this day, forsaking me, serving other gods, so they are doing also to you. Now then obey their voice. Only you shall solemnly warn them and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them. And so uh, uh, we see here, uh, again, uh, uh, the great failure of the nation. And I hate to say the failure of the old covenant because, again, God set up a good system, a good covenant. He called for obedience. The, the problem was on the side of the people. Uh, they would fail. Uh, they would not look to God as their king, as their ultimate deliverer, as their ruler. And so in that sense, the old covenant failed. Again, uh, in its failure, uh, indicative uh, that there needed to be a better covenant, Uh, with better promises, uh, with a better priesthood, a better prophet, and certainly what? Ultimately a better king who would be and who is our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the people are already in these early days of of the history of the nation proving themselves to be rebellious against God. Their rebellion uh, will even figure into how God, uh, uh, brings about uh, the, uh, the various uh, machinations over the course of history uh, and to place the nation outside of the land for a period of time that, that ultimately really preserves them as a nation. Uh, they're allowed to go back, but they become an occupied nation uh, from the time really soon after their return until the days of the appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ when they were uh, a Roman uh, occupied or client state. Uh, But it's uh, through all of that that the world is prepared for this promised king uh, who is our Lord Jesus Christ, the one that shall inaugurate a covenant far superior uh, to the covenant under which the nation is living uh, as uh, this history has unfolded. And so I pray uh, that this is a blessing to your day, and I will look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.